When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. SEC Insider Hit this morning brought to you by Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland. Amazing burger, sandwiches, appetizers. You can hang out outside. Watch the games. Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland, Starkville, and Tupelo. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We welcome in Steve Robertson, 247 Sports, the Boneyard Podcast. Steve joins us on the Yingling Lager guest line. Steve, are you ready to call it? Kendall Browse will be the next offensive coordinator at Mississippi State. Not quite yet. I do think things are trending in a positive direction, but, you know, these things can get complicated. I mean, he has an offer from Mississippi State to join the program, and uh, I understand it's a very lucrative offer, but the bigger part of it is uh, control. You know, he would have autonomy to run the scheme uh, the way that he wants to. I understand that he'll have a say in who the running back and the offensive line coach would be, and so uh, that that's attractive to him. I've talked to some people that uh, are pretty close to the situation, and they say, you know, things appear to be trending in a positive direction, but Arkansas is certainly working hard to keep them. And, you know, this is not a situation where it's just, uh, okay, we want you to come and you come. There's some give and take in all this, and they're working through it. Do you expect to that Kendall Bryles will give Arnett a yes or no today? I don't know if it'll be today. I know ideally what they'd love to have happen is get some of these newer coaches on on campus for this weekend. They're going to be hosting some portal visitors, and uh, obviously there's uh, you know some guys that are going to want to know who's going to be coaching them, who's going to be calling the plays. And so I think ideally you'd love to know today, but I don't think it's a requirement you have to know today. I don't I don't think he's on the clock today, but you also can't afford to let this thing linger on you know very long. I think you've got to get a decision and. If, if it's not a positive decision, you've got to go to the next guy on your list, and there's still a handful of guys out there. And, you know, when there is an offer on the table, people are a little reluctant to talk about who might be next. But uh, I think we could know today. I don't know that we have to know today. And did Mississippi State offer $2 million a year? I don't know that I can go that high yet. Uh, I do know that it is, I'll just say it's a very lucrative offer. And, uh, you know, terms have not really been disclosed just yet. But the thing that I think Mississippi State fans should be encouraged about is that, you know, Arnett is out here going big game hunting. You know, this is a sitting SEC West offensive coordinator, a guy that is considered one of the best young minds in the game. And, yeah, they could play it safe and go get somebody else. But, uh, you know, you, you go shoot for the stars and maybe land on the moon, you know. And, and so I, I admire what Zach Arnett is doing. I, I appreciate the approach he's having. And I think if, if we're honest with ourselves, this may be the most significant hire of his coaching career. I mean, he has got to get this hire 
right. Yeah. If not, his stay at Mississippi State will be a short one, and then he may never get another opportunity again. And so it's clear to me he is doing the things that he needs to do to ensure this program continues to move forward. I'm also hearing if Brawl says no, there is a really good group of three or four guys behind him. Yeah, that's what I've heard, too. And and uh, there are a couple names, and we're just not going to disclose those at this time. But Because, uh, again, you don't want to create a lot of unrest out there unnecessarily. But, uh, yeah, it, this is not an, a, a one-and-done, all-the-eggs-in-one-basket type thing. There have been some conversations with some other people. But at this point, Kendall Browse is the name. And I'm told – and one of the main reasons why is because the, the challenges that he presented to Zach Arnett over the course of the last couple of years. He understands this guy is a very innovative offensive coordinator. And, and, and the bottom line is if Mississippi State is going to ascend from a seven, eight, nine win program to potentially, you know, a true contender in the SEC West, you've got to go out there and get a big time offensive guy. And, and Kendall Browse is that type of guy. Steve Robertson on the Out of Bounds show. Uh, reg- if Kendall Browse, if whoever's hired, is it automatic done deal Chad Bumpus is on the offensive staff? I would say that's probably 95% true. I, I think Chad Bumpus is one of these guys that, uh, you know, number one, he's a legend at Mississippi State. He wants to be here. His mom's in Tupelo. His wife's family is from Alabama. He's done a great job at Utah probably should have made uh, whatever concession you needed to make last year to get him. But uh, this year, it, it is a real bona fide offer for him to have the opportunity to coach wide receivers. And I'm told that this process is very involved at this point. It's not just a filling out process. I understand that uh, that there's a contract that's being written out. Now, when and if he signs it remains to be seen. But you know, the Mississippi State is making a concerted effort to bring Chad Bumpus home. So... Regardless who, whether it's Kendall Browse or whoever, are you thinking Chad Bumpus at wide receiver coach and Tony Hughes gets flipped from safety to tight ends coach? So that that would allow Kendall Browse or whoever to make the call at running backs coach and offensive line or no? I would handicap it exactly that way. I, you know, Tony Hughes is a guy that's coached both sides of the football, and he's so valuable as a recruiter. You have to keep him on the field. And I think you know, tight ends is something he's coached at both Mississippi State and Ole Miss, if that's the direction that, that Zach and his eventual offensive coordinator choose to go. It, it doesn't in any way inhibit this program uh, from putting a quality product on the field. I think Tony Hughes is a fantastic football coach, and he's a guy that has become synonymous with Mississippi State. And so – I think Tony gives you some options because he is so versatile as a coach. He doesn't have to just stay on the defensive side of the football. And so if he's willing to do that, you can have him in the living rooms of uh, recruits and their families. Uh, Then that's the direction you need to go. So that opens up. I'm thinking Brock and McBath will be retained. Tony will be retained on one side of the ball or the other. But if he flips over to the offensive side, that leaves your safety spot open. How do you see it shaking out on defense, and do you believe that Jeff Phelps will be retained? I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, 
I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen with Phelps just yet. Uh, I know there's been some discussion about potentially bringing David Turner back. Dave is at Georgia Tech, and I understand he has an offer on the table from Coach Brent Key, and he's kind of on the clock there. I mean, he's got to give them a decision. So State needs to make a move sooner rather than later. I think a lot of that, too, like the, the, the situation with Hughes, I think it boils down to getting the offensive coordinator hire completed first, and then it gives you some options if you can move Tony. Um, yeah, but we'll see how things progress. I think if Tony does go over to offense, Dewhurst is a guy that's been on staff now for a couple of years as a, as a senior analyst, and uh, there's a lot of people that tell me he is another dynamic coach that's just a matter of time before he gets on the field. Uh, that could be at Mississippi State. I mentioned that yesterday in one of our updates over at jeanspage.com. But, you know, it, it appears to me that Zach Arnett has a plan. This is not a situation where he's going just from one thing to the next and, and dealing with what's happening today. He has a plan, and it's kind of methodically going through that. And I understand there was some important uh, meetings yesterday, now that everybody is back in town, uh, kind of beginning to kind of flesh all this out and see which direction is the best one to go. But ultimately, it's going to be Zach Arnett's decision. And I've got a lot of confidence in Zach. Mike Leach had a tremendous amount of confidence in Zach. Uh, so I, I think what you're seeing now is now it's about urgency. Now signing day is behind you. Uh, now the bowl game is behind you. You can focus on rounding out the staff and then getting these portal visitors in and potentially get them committed and be a part of your program. Okay, where does Eric Neely fit in? I think Eric probably stays. I mean, I haven't heard anything about him moving on. I haven't heard anything about uh, other candidates for a special teams coordinator. I mean, there was some some good moments at times on special teams this year, but there was some inconsistency. But, uh, you know, again, it's it's Millie's first year kind of back in the fold in that respect. I haven't heard anything that leads me to believe that he's leaving, though. Hmm. Okay. All right, so if I'm going down the list here, I'm just going to – you got 10 spots. You got OC. Let's just say it's well, whoever. All right, then you got a wide receiver coach, tight end coach, O-line coach, running back coach. That's five guys. Correct. All right, D.C., you expect to be Matt Brock. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. I mean, Matt, Matt called the plays in the bowl game, and uh, Zach has a tremendous amount of confidence in Matt. We, we believe at some point Matt Brock is going to be a head football coach and, and at the Division One level, and this is just kind of the natural progression of his career. And then corners, McBath, D-line, who knows? Linebacker. So Brock goes to D.C., and that could open up the linebacker spot, and then Tony goes from safeties, Tony Hughes, goes from safeties to tight end. So Mealy stays as ST slash something or just ST? I think you would probably keep him at ST. Uh, I think 
I think the days of the uh, you know the position coach coaching special teams kind of as a bonus is probably over now that you've added the tenth assistant coach. I just okay. So I, Bri- I, I get it. Brock will that. coach a position like Zach did. Zach moved from linebackers to uh, to the back end last year when they moved Brock from special teams to linebackers this year. Is that correct? Uh, that's correct. Okay. Yeah, well, Brock coached Sam linebackers in addition to. Uh, the special teams and now he just has the full confidence right. linebacker i expect that to probably stay the same got it okay so that that's where it makes sense 10 headsets um and zach makes 11 but 10 on on the field and and you expect uh eric is it melee or melee it's melee melee eric melee to be retained right now uh, all this is ebb and flow and flux though right steve or a lot of it yeah, and so contracts are signed. I mean, things can change. You know, and we've seen that happen before. You know, you've had guys that you know you you hear they've agreed in principle, but they don't sign uh, you know an MOU. And next thing you know, I mean, that's that's how Mississippi State got Zach Arnett from Syracuse. People forget that story. He was on the job at Syracuse, and he used their fax machine to fax Mississippi State an MOU because Syracuse never had him sign anything. He's up there basically working and hasn't signed his employee package, hadn't signed a contract, hadn't signed an MOU, and Mississippi State went and got him. And he is in their football complex when he gets the offer from Mississippi State. He signs it, faxes it back, tells him he's leaving. That's the end of the story. Wow. Steve Robertson on the Out of Bounds show. All right, let's say it's Kendall Bryles, and I know that it may not be. But how do – okay, they're going to modify this thing. But you've also got a quarterback who – Fits the traditional air raid, but has zero mobility. So, if this all plays out today or maybe over the next 24 hours, when everybody's talking about modifying the offense, and, and you're already, you already just told us that it will be modified, and that and it's obvious if you're going to have a tight ends coach, it's going to be modified. So, how much will it be, and how does it fit Will Rogers, or does it? What do you think? Well, I think it does. I think it, one of the things that I've heard from talking to some of our Arkansas folks is that you know, philosophically, Sam Pittman and Kendall Bryars are not always on the same page. I mean, Sam is an offensive line coach by trade. Those guys want to run football. You know, they, they want to get out there and impose their will and dominate the line of scrimmage. And Kendall is more in that Mike Leach, Art Browse, air raid type offense. They want to throw it. They don't want to have to throw it 75 times a game, though. So I think you know what you're seeing is what I like. I think a lot of our fans have wanted to see is a little more balance. You know, I think that's where Kendall Browse uh, kind of protects you in that respect. It, it's yes, there are some elements of the of the air raid that still exist, but by adding a tight end, you're going to add kind of a power game running element to this. And I think that's what people want. I think people we all saw it this year. I mean, listen, Mississippi State won nine games. And at times were was woefully inconsistent on offense. I think a lot of that too is just because people were just sitting back because they had become predictable. And so now all of a sudden you add a more serious commitment to the running component. And I think that's what Browse brings. I think Browse wants to throw it around, but maybe perhaps he's learned a little bit under Sam Pittman that you know what, when when the times get tough, this is still a line of scrimmage league. And so I think you'd see more balance with that. And I think, again, that's why you bring in tight ends. And I've heard that all year is that we probably need to go get a couple tight ends just because of the fact that we need that extra blocker on third and short. So I think fans are kind of getting what they want from Zach Arnett in this respect. And that's some innovation of this offense. Okay. I think the key word is a little more balance. Um, I do believe that 
You've been following Mississippi State football for a long time. I have too. Uh, They've never had the ability to come from behind. The reason why they've had the ability to come from behind since Leach took over, as you know, Steve, is throwing the football. And so, um, and I think being able to throw it at a pretty high level efficiently uh, allows you to make more mistakes during the game rather than a three-yard and a cloud of dust. So you're not you're not saying that by any stretch. It's not going to be even close to a, even though Dan Mullen brought more passing to the table. Obviously, this is a program that didn't believe in the forward pass until the last 10 or 12 years. But even Dan bringing more of throwing the football to the table, he still ran a power spread. You're not saying by any stretch that Kendall Browse and Zach Arnett want to go that way. They just may want to tweak it a little bit as far as showing a tight end, some tight end sets and running it a little bit more. Is that right or no? Yeah, and that's the thing, too. You know, kind of the beauty of the Dan Mullen offense is he spreads you out and then has the power game running element. I mean, you know, all the quarterback power and a lot of counters and things like that. So now you're not going back in that direction. But what you are doing is enabling that offense to take more of what the defense gives you. So if they want to drop eight, that's absolutely cool. You know, you can go 11 or 12 personnel if you need to, and you can go out there and, and force them to kind of adjust to what you're doing. There were times this year, you know, State would throw it a dozen times in a row and all of a sudden, you know, the defensive ends can just kind of pin their ears back because they didn't have to respect sure. the run. I think you have to make them respect the run, and that'll open up more in the passing game. Okay. All right, so how many – Steve Robertson on the Yingling Lager guest line, how many visitors are you expecting this weekend in Starville? I still kind of some ebb and flow with that. You know, I think about a half dozen, but I think it's one of those things where, you know, when you bring in new guys, they're going to have new prospects. We see that all the time. Often you bring in a new coach and there's a new guy that comes in off the radar, a guy they've been recruiting at the previous school. And so I think there's still some ebb and flow with that. We hope to have a full day update on Friday, but uh, we, we admit at this point, we can't say with any confidence exactly who all is coming or how many will be here because you know if the coaches that were, were recruiting them are leaving then perhaps their attraction to Mississippi State has been somewhat changed so when you look at our net and timeline on some of these positions you got to you still got a bunch of guys staying um you know Brock well Arnett Arnett Brock Hughes McBath maybe Mealy um wh- would you think that Zach would like to have a chunk of this wrapped up by late Thursday so they can fly guys in or even Friday morning uh, a plane could go get these guys for afternoon, Friday night type uh, visitor weekend starting? How do you see that? Well, I think that ideally that's what you'd want. You'd like to have it wrapped up this week because, you know, before you know it, I mean, these guys are going to be making decisions and going to be enrolling. Now, now State's spring enrollment is a little bit later than it normally is, so you've got a little time to work there. But you've only got a couple of weekends to get these guys in, and so you can't afford to waste the weekend. And in, if you end up pushing the guy back, there's a chance he may go somewhere else. You, you, you can't have a lot of indecision. And so I think ideally you'd love to have it all settled this week. I don't know that that's possible. I think right. the first domino to fall has to be the offensive coordinator hire because everything else kind of hinges on that. Because, you know, you may have an understanding with Kendall Browse. It's okay, Kendall, if you come, this is what we're going to do. This is who we're going to hire. Well, if Kendall elects to stay at Arkansas, then you've got to pivot. So you can't move Tony around. You can't do this. You can't put this guy on the field. 
you've got to get that hire settled first, and then everything else will kind of fall into place. Okay, that makes sense. I want to throw these numbers out at you real quick. Uh, in 2021, Leach averaged um, 21 rushes per game for 63 yards per game, Steve. I'm slightly rounding up, okay? In 2022, he averaged 23 rushes per game, so two more rushes per game, but for 82 yards, all right? So, you know, I mean, that, that was a pretty pretty big jump, almost 20 yards per game. When you talk about a little more balance, you think uh, you think 26, 27-ish rushes per game. How, how? I mean, I know it'll be up to whoever this OC is, but what 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 would you envision? Well, I think a lot of it depends on how people choose to defend you. You know, I mean, it's like you know, it's easy to when you when you face a uh, you know drop eight to go out there and just run off tackle and, and gash them for five yards but you know what happens when all of a sudden these linebackers are, are are truly in conflict you know what happens when they have to respect the run you know does that enable you to run the football with more success between your tackles does that open up more stuff down the field I, I think the threat of the run in many respects kind of brings a sense of the unknown if you're on defense because state has run a little bit more to kind of keep you honest this year but there were other games, too, you just kind of got away from it. And you say, well, you know, they adjusted. Well, why? we didn't have the personnel to adjust. And I think that's why you have to go out and you get some tight ends and you get a tight end coach because you. I think people have kind of learned with this is you can't go out there and just 10 personnel and expect to have a power running game. You've got to be able to have that additional blocker, whether it be an H-back or an attached tight end. And I think that's what maybe this staff learned this year is that the way teams were defending them you didn't always have the personnel to match up. And so now you've got to address that. And so I think that's, I think a lot of it is kind of predicated on how people defend you, but also too, you know, your personnel group will kind of de- determine how you handle certain situations. And there were times this year on third and third and short that, you know, state just simply couldn't win at the line of scrimmage. And that's not in any way an indictment on the offensive line. Sometimes you need that additional blocker and state didn't have it. Yeah, no, I agree. But I also would argue, Steve, that when it's third and two and the defense knows that your quarterback can't run the ball, are you right back to square one? Regardless, respect, if yeah, Harmon's yeah. in or whoever this guy is, they go get somebody. They may find somebody at, at UT Chattanooga that got overlooked. Um, you know, you put a guy in motion. You, you're trying to get third and two. I mean, you're right. It's a it's a grown ass man league. But my, my counter to that would be, and I don't know these guys know, but my counter to that would be at third and two. Does it really change the odds in the game? If, yes, you have a tight end in, but if the defense does knows that it's only going to the running back, the ball. Yeah, that's always a you know something you have to consider. But and let's be honest about this too. I mean, you know, Mississippi State fans have kind of gotten spoiled in the respect that we think you know that everybody in the country runs their quarterback a ton, and that's just not the case. That's I mean, true. there there yeah, you don't always have to account for the quarterback. There are sometimes you do. You know, but yeah, you know, that's not that's not part of Will's game, and that's again that's just kind of calling it like it is, but. You know, Will does a lot of other things really, really well. No doubt. And I think in that situation there, how many times this year did you did you show a split back set and then throw the out route out to Caleb Ducking or Justin Robinson and you get five, six yards? I mean, you know, there's more than one ways to skin a cat. It's not always about the quarterback run. But, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I think, you know, that's the thing, too. You start looking toward the future and you start thinking about, you know, Chris Parson with Kendall Browse calling the shots and the fact that Parson is mobile enough and could be a plus runner. 
you really begin to see some dynamic influence in this offense. And, and that's exciting, I think, for everybody. It's because, you know, listen, every quarterback has a ceiling. Uh, do I think Chris Parson could go out there and execute this offense with the same proficiency as Will Rogers? At this point, absolutely not. But when you look at his skill set, you begin to realize that there are some things about him that maybe Will doesn't possess it probably enables you to open the playbook up a little bit more. I think I, I think you're right. Uh, one last thing, Steve. I don't know the numbers on this, but we the ability to throw the ball through the air raid or whatever it gave Mississippi State an opportunity to come from behind, which they really never had for a hundred years. You agree with that, real quick? Okay. Absolutely. I I threw this out. How many times have they been down since 1991 by two possessions to Ole Miss? And come back in one. I would venture to say none, but we're going to look it up after the show. Will our extraordinary intern is going to look it up? But you know, those, and you know about the La Tech game and the Auburn game on the road and and all that. Um, I just think that's that's what had happened in Starkville, and I thought Leach did it really with a limited roster that was gaining traction, but needed more time. You see where I'm going there? Sure, and the one the one I would offer up is the '99 Egg Bowl. That was one where you know State got down. But that was at home. Yeah, right, right. That's a good point. Yeah, but yeah, you know, the bottom line is, it, and you know, the game has has changed so much. It's even in the last ten years, and a lot of that can be attributed to Mike Leach. You have got to be able to throw the football in order to win in the fourth quarter. Simple as that. Steve, we appreciate your time today. Thanks, man. Jeanspage.com, the Boneyard Podcast. 247 Sports, Steve Robertson on the Yingling Lager guest line. You can enjoy a Yingling Lager at Bulldog Burger in Starbull, Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland, and Bulldog Burger in Tupelo. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Basically, Mississippi State fans are on Kendall Browse watch until they know that answer, yay or nay, and then – kind of go from there. Blake Scott, Bow Bounds, live in the Bank Plus studio. Good morning, Happy New Year, and welcome in.